Hello and welcome to the Hope and Coffee podcast, episode 21 of season 2, with me, Rob Linzel. And today we're going to start by looking at Titus chapter 1, verses 7 to 9. A church leader is a manager of God's household, so he must live a blameless life. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered. He must not be a heavy drinker, violent or dishonest with money. Rather, he must enjoy having guests in his home, and he must love what is good. He must live wisely and be just. He must live a devout and disciplined life. He must have a strong belief in the trustworthy message he was taught. Then he will be able to encourage others with wholesome teaching and show those who oppose it where they are wrong. So you join me today in episode 21 of the Hope and Coffee podcast during season two. And today I'm looking at something very close to my heart, leadership. Now, last year, God placed leadership on my heart. And it has been an interesting journey since then. Now, I have no idea exactly why God placed leadership on my heart, whether it was to pray for leaders more, to support leaders more, or to look at leadership myself. Although, as I said yesterday, I in no way consider myself a leader. However, I have held leadership positions within youth work and within worship. Yet, since last summer, I have prayed for my leaders more, tried to support them more, and tried to learn more about leadership. And here in Titus, which is believed to be written by the Apostle Paul, we are given a good description of leadership. In the NLT translation, leadership is likened to being a manager of God's household. Now, the dictionary says this of the word manager, a person who has control or direction of an institution or business, or of a part, division or phase of it. As a leader, you are in charge. You have a responsibility to those you are in charge of. You are responsible for the direction they take, responsible for their welfare. It's not an easy role, especially as a spiritual leader. You are responsible for your flock's spiritual well-being. So here in Titus, Paul lists qualities needed for leadership. Live a blameless life. Do not be arrogant or quick-tempered. In other words, be patient. Not a heavy drinker or violent or dishonest with money if you're looking at the NLT translation. In other words, you must be above reproach. Also, a leader must be hospitable, willing to have guests in his or her home, love what is good, live wisely and be just. He or she must be disciplined, must have a strong belief in the message. And a leader must be able to teach others, encourage others, and correct others when they need correction for taking a wrong path. So 
I suppose, as far as I'm concerned, two out of three isn't bad. Anyway, let's move forward and look at 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 3. Do not try to rule over those who have been put in your care, but be examples to the flock. And let's also look at Philippians chapter 2, verse 4. And look out for one another's interests, not just your own. So here, in these two verses, we see that beyond what we've looked at already, a leader needs to lead by example and be selfless. It's no small thing to be a leader constantly under the microscope, people looking to you for answers and direction. Another example of this is found in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7, which says, Remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. Think of all the good that has come from their lives and follow the example of their faith. Now, interestingly, I think this applies to church members and church leaders. Obviously, it's another reminder to lead by example as a leader. Yet, all leaders started as members of a church. They weren't born into leadership. They too sat and listened to their leaders, saw how their leaders lived, and aspired to live as those leaders lived. We see this if we look at 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, which says, You have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. But now let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15. Work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. And let's also look at Luke chapter 22, verse 26. But among you it will be different. Those who are the greatest among you should take the lowest rank, and the leader should be like a servant. Now here, when we look at these verses, we see a leader should work hard and present himself or herself to God for approval, with a good understanding of the word. Yet, as is often the case, Jesus flips the conventional upside down, saying, to lead, you must serve. In fact, as Jesus himself said, for the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus was the Son of God, fully man and fully God. He was able to teach the disciples in person, yet he humbled himself and served. Even towards the end on the Mount of Olives, he asks God, If you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Even knowing his fate, Jesus was willing to serve for the greater good, as any leader should be willing to do. Another example can be found in John chapter 13 verses 13 to 17. You call me teacher and Lord and it is right 
that ye do so, because that is what I am. I, your Lord and teacher, have just washed your feet. You then should wash one another's feet. I have set an example for you, so that you will do just what I have done for you. I am telling you the truth. No slaves are greater than their master, and no messengers are greater than the one who sent them. Now that you know this truth, how happy you will be if you put it into practice. Here we find Jesus with his disciples, and he has just washed their feet. The disciples, of course, are a little slow off the mark, so Jesus explains. He points out that they are right to call him teacher, and then goes on to say, by washing their feet, he has set an example. Jesus once again challenges convention, this time with equality. A slave is no greater than his master, the messenger no more important than the one who sent the message. But more importantly, whether a leader or not, Jesus is the ultimate example of what we should aspire to be, especially as a leader. If we look at James chapter 4 verse 10, it says, Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up in honour. As a leader, and following the example of Jesus, this is an act of servitude. As Jesus humbled himself with his disciples and all around him, so leaders must do the same. Now, let's look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 14. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy, encourage those who are timid, take tender care of those who are weak, be patient with everyone. So as I begin to bring this episode of Hope and Coffee to a close, I once again turn to the writings of Paul in Thessalonians. And here Paul is talking to the leadership, or at least it's safe to assume that he would have been writing to the leadership. Now here Paul says to warn those who are lazy, encourage the timid, take care of the weak, and be patient with everyone. And this, for me, is a summary of leadership. It's not just about teaching. It's certainly about leading by example. But a leader should be there to guide you, encourage you, protect you, and above all, be patient with you. Like I said, it's no easy calling. And if we look at the leadership qualities, there are many that we should all have. We should all encourage one another, all be patient with one another, guide one another when we see it's required. In many ways, we are all called to be leaders, leaders of one another. Yet, true leadership is a calling. It is a heart attitude. It is a gift. But God will prepare you for whatever you do whether it is leadership or not God chooses the unlikely as I've already said in previous episodes and you may feel unworthy but God will equip you so I'm gonna finish there I think it's a nice place to end this episode but of course I'm gonna leave you with a challenge as I always do and the challenge is this 
respect our leaders. And if you feel called to be a leader, then pray upon it. Speak to your leaders and your elders. Study scripture and see where God is leading you. It may be that your leaders will agree and say, yes, you've got leadership potential and I believe that God wants you to step into a leadership role. They might say, no, it's not for you. But then that is a leader's position. That is why our leaders are there and we should respect that. As I respect my leaders, every leader I've ever had even when I haven't agreed with them, I've always respected them and I've always relied on them when it comes to matters of deciphering what God's will is for my life and whether it is right or whether it is wrong. And it's something I continue to do and plan to continue to do. And you should do the same. Anyway, I've talked enough. Let us pray. Father God, I just want to thank you that you are a God who uses the willing. That you don't necessarily look for those who are qualified. That you don't look at someone and say, yeah, he, he's already got what it takes. Yeah, he should be a leader or he should be a youth leader or worship leader or whatever the case might be. But you look at the heart and whether someone is willing to serve and you call the unexpected those who feel unworthy I myself have felt unworthy and I thank you that you have equipped me in the past when I've stepped into the roles of leadership whether it be youth whether it be worship or any other role I've ever held within the church and I just pray for myself and my brothers and sisters in Christ, that if anyone is feeling called towards leadership, that you would speak to them and make your will clear, that you would reassure them that they are worthy, that you would lead them to the right people, that they would speak to their leadership and that they would fulfill their purpose that you have placed upon them. For that's all any of us can ever do. So thank you, Lord, that you are an amazing, loving God. And I lift these prayers to you in the name of Jesus.